Cartoon character, that was yes. a really good impression of what you just <laughs> sounded like. Don't even. So I'm Evan Sutty. I'm uh, Taryn O'Reilly. You might know me as an editor of Pop Magic. You probably know me as of this podcast. Taryn, of course, is the co-creator of the podcast. And as we've noticed in multiple podcasts, the person who tries to keep me in line, successful, I would say probably for the most part. There's I, I mean, I can only do so much retroactively. Exactly. And I'm the one editing it too, which is why all my work. Why does everyone say I'm cool in every podcast? I edit it together. It's, it's, it's podcast trickery. You cut all the dumbest shit you say. Speaking anyway. uh, speaking of people who manipulate the media really it's well, today we are talking about one of the most important, iconic, incredible pop artists to ever live. That's right. We're talking about the comb broad controversy stylist that is Madonna. Madonna. Madonna I mean, she has had a. I Bitch. mean, what she's done uh, to pop culture and what a pop idol is and is not allowed to do, uh, very little on the is not allowed, uh, is incredible. And, and we need to discuss it. And there is a long, long discography we needed to touch. And listen, Taryn and I, we went, dug into the archives. We dug up every single Madonna song that has ever existed. We've poured through it all. But you know what? We realized something at the end of the day. We can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. We need a special guest. And I knew just the person, our savior, our magical... I want. I was gonna say Cobra uh, Savior, but I use Cobra already, so I'm not gonna do it. At night. At night. Our, our uh, local Madge expert. Exactly. Um, Madge expert. The no, ma- no, no, the no. the magician. That's after midnight. The magician. That's right. Local Chicago actor and dear dear friend Jericho Blue. Jericho, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, guys. Thank you for having oh, me. I'm so glad you're here. This is. I mean, this is of all. Here's the thing. We've. Uh, you talked to us around the time that the very first episode of Chartographers debuted. I think so, yeah. And you were talking about, like, we should do a Madonna podcast. And we're like, great, you know, I love the idea, but we had to put it down because little did we know that we would still be doing this, like, you know, like months after we did it and that we've had the response that we've had to it. So there are literally, and I mean this truly, dozens of people just waiting and waiting to see what we're going to do when we rank Madonna's discography. That's right. And we're going to rank every album but we're gonna there's so much to go through so let's just start going into it because it's a discussion that happens along the way and when you talk about madonna we're really talking about essentially 14 core albums let's just go over I think, them i think i would even venture to say that there are 13 core albums i was gonna say and 13. we're gonna include a one of her soundtracks because it's all madonna Okay, so oh, okay. okay, so let's let's talk about real quick. There, there's her 1983 uh, debut dance album, the self-titled Madonna. There's her kind of girly mainstream breakthrough, 1984's Like a Virgin. There is the much more formalized version of that, 1986's True Blue. There is her controversy riling and still mega hit I'm a Pray- Like a Prayer from 1989. There is the, uh, actually let's move on a little quick, uh, to her uh, soundtrack to her book, Erotica from 1992. The not as bad soundtrack to her book, kind of, 1994's Bed 
Lifetime stories, her Electronica mainstream breakthrough, Ray of Light from 1998, her big massive pop hit from 2000 Music, her less successful kind of Bush-era protest pop album, American Life from 2003, the hardcore Euro disco reintroduction of 2005's Confessions on a Dance Floor, the Pharrell album that she sings on called Hard Candy in 2008, the really shitty EDM album that she put out in 2012 called MDNA, and the, hey, she's still relevant, 2015 hey, album. this is like actually Rebel pretty good. Heart. Exactly. Yeah. Not that we're going to give away our rankings too early on, but there's that. <laughs> but, but the thing is that when we talk about it, of course, we when we talk about qualifiers, we can talk about those 13 core albums pretty successfully. But then there's the issue of Madonna's soundtracks, because Madonna loves Hollywood. She's wanted to break in for some time. She's married Guy Ritchie, the film director. She's she married, married Sean Penn. Penn. That oh, ended. Yeah. It, uh, there's another podcast. Uh, if you listen to You Must Remember This, which is this wonderfully detailed archive podcast which talks about kind of old school film tabloid history and kind of the goings on behind the scenes. It's really great. And there's a whole two-part series about Madonna in Hollywood. Uh, and when they talk about her marriage to Sean, Sean Penn, <laughs> oh my fucking God, uh, the way that shit ended, him tying her to a chair and like her... Like, you're just like, what the fuck am I listening to? This is actually well, what happened. You know, Like a Prayer, the whole, like, Death to Us Part song. Yeah, uh-huh. so Death to Us Part and Oh Father are both, like, very clearly very about Sean Penn. Yes. yes. So, Which is, oh my God. There is that. And she's been in Desperately Seeking Susan. She's been in Who's That Girl. She's been in, of course, Swept Away and was the swim instructor in Die Another Day, the James Bond movie. Uh, let's not forget A League of Their Own. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, how could we? How could we possibly forget A League <laughs> of Their Own? When you bring the gays together and they don't mention A League of Their Own, it's not even a gay meeting at that point. But <laughs> uh, really, uh, it's admission before you get into the club. Uh, but really, the other thing we need to talk about, there are two notable uh, soundtracks that probably qualify potentially as albums. Albums. Uh, one, of course, is her soundtrack to her starring role in the Warren Beatty uh, comic book adaptation, Dick Tracy. Uh, it's called, She played the character of Breathless, who, spoiler, spoiler, she's actually the bad guy at the end. She kills people. Uh, and uh, it's her, It's called I'm Breathless. Uh, and a lot of people know it as the album that Vogue is from, even though Vogue is very much an outlier. See, I feel like a lot of people think that Vogue is just from Immaculate Collection. Yes. And totally yeah. forget about I'm Breathless but it was totally it was, it was originally totally on included. there mm-hmm. I mean um, it, it says on right the sticker there, on the inspired cover inspired by yeah. uh, songs from and inspired yeah, by which, yeah, Dick Tracy because Vogue was not you had, you had a bonus single you threw it Vogue on there was got not it. inspired by Dick Tracy <laughs> maybe by Dick but not Tracy so uh, <laughs> and then it. last but not least uh, there was of course uh, her Golden Globe winning but not Oscar nominated role in the movie Evita uh, and that, of course, she did the soundtrack to that, most famously, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. But I would argue that we don't include that one for the for, for main reason we've, dis, we've discounted uh, Beyonce, we've discounted like a lot of other artists for the same reason. Kanye, like, you're, yeah. you're prominently featured on it, but you're not really the primary artist. We can argue I'm Breathless, because she does every well, fucking song on that. she wrote a bunch of new songs for it, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, she and... That uh, and there was like two studio hits, you know. There yeah. was Hanky Panky, and there was, there was if you want to call that a hit. Emphasis uh, on was, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, what a terrible song. Anyway, so, um, yeah. all right, cool. But so, also, what was the other one? Vogue. Vogue. No, and sooner or later. Oh yeah. Also, but that, uh, that was a cover, though, right? No, it wasn't a cover. It was written for the movie. Okay, I thought it was. Oh, maybe by other yeah, writers, not by the Yeah, right. She she performs a couple songs in the movie, and those are the Sondheim songs. Right. There's like okay, three it, it, Sondheim it, it. songs on there, and that's why they're there is because they yeah. were actually. Was that what was that on billboards? 
top 100? Yeah. It was. Was it? Sooner or later, oh. I think it, it charted like in the top 20. It wasn't like a hit. But she was, was they mod, released yeah. it as a single after yeah. they first promoted the album with Vogue. Interesting. We're, we're going to yeah. go into the gay archives here. Um, um, again, you have to talk about it, leave your own to get it. Also, we while we're archives. discounting albums, I think it's also it's worth mentioning that she wrote and recorded four original songs for the Who's That Girl soundtrack, which are actually kind of fun. Oh, it's damn good. Yeah. Causing a commotion? Causing a commotion. It's such a fun song. Such right. a good but one. she sings four out of... 11 what, yeah, songs. Yeah, 10, something, so yeah. not a Madonna album. Therefore, um, sorry. And and also, while we're discounting things, she has put out, I want to say, four greatest hits compilations that all had original songs on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Immaculate Collection being the most famous one. Although Immaculate Collection is a misnomer because even though it went diamond and sold billions of copies, uh, every almost every single version on that album is, is the single quote-unquote no. Or like remixed remix. versions, not even single versions. Yeah, new remixed versions on Immaculate Collection, and I think I think mm-hmm. she did the same thing. Not a lot with, of people remember the horns um, on the original album version of uh, Express Yourself, but she did the same yeah. thing. Uh, something to remember: her like ballad mm-hmm. compilation has a couple mm-hmm. new songs on it, and it also this used to be my playground, being the most probably has, famous one out of it. It has terrible remixes of a bunch of her ballads and then, but in then her career up to that point. Greatest Hits Volume 2, and then there's Celebration with the William Orbit song, or no, with the Apollo Confold. We also the have the like, yeah. feature. Oh, God. Um, yeah. That was so bad. We also have the rarely known, um, yeah, You Can Dance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that has yeah. Uh, the short-lived Spotlight single yeah, Spotlight. on it. Yeah. That is kind of catchy, but very, very early. Okay. Also, Remixed and Revisited, which another um, has, uh, isn't it Your Honey? Your Honesty, Your which honesty. was an outtake <laughs> yeah. from Bedtime Stories, which should have made the album. It was upbeat. It's, it, it's, was, okay. it was a good yeah. one. But listen, guys, we're 10 minutes in, and we're not even at our bottom ranking yet. We have a lot of match to edited. get through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is all cut on floor material. So, guys, listen. We have 14 <laughs> yes. albums. Real quick, Madonna, Like a Virgin, True Prayer, uh, True Blue, Like a Prayer, I'm Breathless, Erotica, Bedtime Stories, Ray of Light, Music, American Life, Confessions on the Dance Floor, Hard Candy, MDNA, and Rebel Heart are the albums. If you didn't yes. catch any of that, uh, hit it in slow motion. Guys, we have 14 albums to rank, and so here comes the real question, and I really want to toss it to Jericho. Jericho, we're ranking the albums. Worst to best. What's the worst Madonna album? For me. And it's gonna be a controversial one. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready for it. Hard Candy was a low. Hard Candy was a low for me. Here's why. Yeah, yeah, please, please. please, Here's why. Because is it well-crafted music? Yes. If that album was released by, let's say, Estelle or Janelle <laughs> Monet, I think it would have been sensational. It's got some cool beats in it. She does her whole thing where she's like, okay, let's bring complexity and emotions to pop music. And we've got some decent ones on there. Heartbeat, still listen to it. It just doesn't fit on her skin. It doesn't. I don't ever want to listen to it. And who in whatever meeting told her, you know what? Let's dress you as a boxer and put you on the cover cover with this cheap ass, like mind numbing pink candy background. The album cover is terrible. Okay. The album cover is not great, but... 
she has some bad. She has some clunkers. Are you saying there's some clunkers? There's there's Spanish lesson doesn't do it for you. See, no, okay. Spanish (laughs) lesson. Also, my problem with Spanish lesson. I wasn't even gonna go there yet, but oh my god. It's all wrong. Do not learn Spanish from Madonna because you will not be able to she's, speak and Spanish. And she's tried Spanish multiple times she, throughout her career. I mean, she's been obsessed with Spain since, like, where was her first song about Spain? It was on True Blue. So yep. her third album, she's been singing about Spain. And then, but she's still, it, it's all wrong. Anyway, but <laughs> the thing about Hard Candy for me is, like, at least it's fun. There are some bad songs on there, oh, yeah. but at least I like, I'm enjoying listening to it. And yeah, you're totally right. I, she's not a good fit for Pharrell, and definitely and, not a good fit and, for Timbaland. Really? Because I think I think that the Timbaland Timberlake songs on there are the best parts because like the Pharrell the Pharrell tracks. A there's two in a row. I think it's. Um, incredible. No, it's it's. She's not me and incredible. They're both over six minutes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're like they're they're going, and you're like, okay, this isn't the worst. And then Pharrell has sections on both of them, and Pharrell is a really bad singer. <laughs> right. He just is. There's a reason that he has been on the edges of fame for two decades until he finally had his own hit. It's yeah. because he's not a good singer. Well, I would also like to posit something out there where I feel like with Hard Candy, uh, Madonna did something that she doesn't usually do because I'll give give Madonna credit where credit is due. She's really good about picking out hot new talent and bringing them into her right. world. New well, talent. see, this is where, like, and this is, I knew that was going to come up, and here's where I thought there was the slip. Okay. In Madonna. And and this Hard Candy was definitely a turn for me because I felt like Madonna always in the past was good at six synth sensing. Six synthing. Six synthing? That that will I be mean, the next album. By the way, uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis in the six synths. Six synths. Don't play that. Yon, That's yon. so hard to say. <laughs> Pondering who's going to be the next hot thing right. and then incorporating them. This was her being like, this, this is, is popular. Hot. Justin Timberlake brought him. Yeah. And then he did stuff with, like, Aaliyah in the late 90s, and then Nelly Furtado, Loose, had came out. So this was Madonna being like, I need to be relevant, and it just it didn't stick for me. What makes her iconic and what makes her an independent, strong woman, I didn't feel that was at all there. Right. I was hearing music that said Madonna on it, but it didn't feel like I was listening to okay, her. Okay, but see, the thing is, for me, is is that... I feel like that's even stronger on MDNA. Okay, guys, we're getting into it. Let's talk about MDNA. Let's talk about MDNA. Is that your nominee for 14, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Because MDNA is, again, I think it has some, like, kind of fun songs on it. Mm -hmm. I... Give Me Your Lovin' is a terrible... Terrible. Is a terrible song. You V Madonna! Like, but... (laughs) But... It's a terrible song, but I kind of like it anyway. No. Like, which, fair. Totally understand that opinion. I kind of like it anyway. But there's, like, she, after Hard Candy, she had a hit off of it, but I think she definitely heard from her fans. They were like, this isn't Madonna. So she was like, great, I'll work with William Orbit again. Yeah. You know, it's been, I think, a decade since I've recorded with him, Mm -hmm. and that'll be good to go back to that sound, except that he had clearly lost his touch because every single song that she co-wrote with him on that album is terrible. 
and thank God she called Benny Benassi and Martin Solveig because they recorded Ooh. the only listenable things on that album and saved it from guys there and we, saved it from complete mediocrity. See, in my I opinion. think one hundred percent. No, I'm gonna meet you in uh, middle ground here. Okay. Benassi was a good choice. The reason she didn't work with him longer is he can't speak English and she can't speak Italian. And so, despite the fact she, that she would like to, let's uh, be real. She, like we all heard, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mucha girl. She okay. speaks um, Italian. I'm sorry. Yeah, not And yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, his yeah. his brother or something had to had to come in and like, and she was like, "Well, this is annoying." And I was like, "Granted, that's, and that's fine." His brother gets uh, production credits on it. Yeah, I think for that good reason. For him, because yeah. Uh, uh, for me, MDNA and like, uh, you know, it is a close tie. It is a close tie. So whatever we go with, I'll back. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to either of them. Um, but the and again, thing this with is there, the magician right here, and he's admitting that right here in front of us. <laughs> what what killed me about MDNA is that the, I feel that there was there was moments on there that could have been amazing. It was obvious that she was more concerned with producing W.E. than finishing that album. She wasn't fully there. And, uh, uh, yeah, that Wallace and Edwards movie oh. that she was making exactly God, at you're the right. same I time. God, about that shit. Right. And her mind was in that. She was like, I need to produce an album so the fags will shut up. Yeah. Can we say that? Well, yeah, well, yeah, he just did. Uh, here's, here's the other thing I want to point out, though, is that I feel like she has reinvented uh, what it means. She's been very predictive, not only in terms of hiring new producing talent, but also the direction of dance music. Because mm-hmm. Taryn, he, we, when we're going through this journey, because we do research week heavily before every episode. Yeah. We dive into every fucking th- detail and aspect of it. Uh, and when Ray of Light came out, and Taryn was doing some research, like, wait, a lot of people say this introduced electronic music yeah, into the mainstream? Like, a couple different, like, critics were saying that Ray of Light introduced electronica to the mainstream and i was like is this real is this are we able to credit her with that and then evan was like go ahead and look up the billboard charts and even the dance charts from that year and it was totally accurate (laughs) there was nothing that sounded like that and in fact in fact (laughs) yeah oh but moby sure but right but he but moby's not a known commercial entity and for her to do that but and but it was also funny because like on the dance charts I was like I mean obviously I don't know some of these but some of the ones I do know like calling them a dance hit is a stretch so like the fact that this was as huge as it was and was so successful in 1998 mm-hmm. right right anyway that was a saying, big deal and so then she did that one she did it again with Confessions on a Dance Floor which really oh, helped yeah. predict the Euro disco trend that wound up taking over but then it took over and MDNA feels like well I created this so I want to be a part of this and she keep in mind she didn't actually fucking create it but she, she at least felt she responsible for introducing it to a degree introduced it to America right exactly yeah. and I, if I'm not mistaken despite the fact that Hung Up was one of her biggest ever hits that she had, especially uh, much later in her career, Confessions on the Dance Floor never really generated the same sales. So MDNA feels like a deliberate counter move to that, where it's just like, okay, you want hardcore dancing? I'm going to give you the hardcore dance instead of what I feel it's, like. It's, see, it's got elements that could have been so right. great because there is, like, the dubstep in there. There is the, the ED in, with dubstep, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there are yeah. elements. It just doesn't feel completed. Like, if she eventually, in a million years, comes out and Lourdes, like, creeps to an interview mic mm-hmm. and says, MDNA, <laughs> it was all demos. I will rise from the grave because I will be alive. 
Um, right. But here's the other thing, though. I will say is that when I mentioned it during the rundown and when I was thinking of my dumb, quirky things to say, when I say that Hard Candy is the album that feels like Madonna singing over a Pharrell album, yeah, I hear the Pharrell productions, I don't hear Madonna's voice, and on MDNA, even with some of the shit that's on their gangbang, uh, I want to talk oh about God. how it genuinely... She, there's at least her trying or at least attempting to have a voice. And I feel like the album, the most recent album, Rebel Heart, she does yeah, it's have back. a voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe the not like the back, same totally. level, but therefore I kind of don't... Keep in mind, in our format, for those who don't listen for the first time, two people can outvote one, but we're not assholes. We're going to like understand and be swayed by other people's arguments. But I'm just going to call it right here. Guys, let's put Hard Candy at number 14. Let's put MDNA at number 13. Can we do that? Are we feel good about sure, that? Sure, I feel sure. I feel pretty okay about that. So let's go ahead and lock it in place. And in that case, uh, we started out with our dear, dear guest. So now, Taryn, what would you put at number 12? Um, yeah. It's, right, it's hard after this point. Those were the, cl- like, the clear, clear obvious. obvious. Even Madonna fans were like, And, and the, this part is obvious, I, but, like, this is thing. It? We'll the, see. The well, top, it is. well, I at least, like, the top, I at least know which albums are going to be up there. I uh-huh. don't know what order they're in yet. Yeah. But fair, fair. I, um, actually, I'm going to say True Blue. Oh, now, guy, listen, there's, there's, I'm telling you, here's the thing about the chartographers. We know there are people who listen to us, they interact with us, they chat with us a whole bunch, which is great and awesome, we encourage it. Uh, But then there are people that they will just offer their opinion whenever we talk about an artist. Well, if I was on this podcast, I would have put Barbader at Barbader. And actually, I kind of love that. Exactly. And I'm just, I'm just like, it's just like, well, listen, you're wrong about Yellow Yellow Submarine being the number one Beatles album, but sure, I'll hear your argument. But at the same time, there's a lot of people just like, and I, I literally had a conversation today with a few your guest who says like oh, I can't wait to hear it but listen if uh, if True Blue's not in the top three I'm gonna be really angry wait <laughs> someone actually said that yes yes that blows my goddamn <laughs> mind because True, True Blue, Blue True Blue Papa Don't Preach and Open Up Your Heart are two amazing pop singles not questioning that mm-hmm. but then after that I, I don't know it just stops really I, I, I this is <clears throat> well, this is late 80s or I, I mean, I guess it's still mid eighties, but it is it's post Billy Joel's sixties like doo-wop revival, and you can really hear that in this album. You can hear it on True That's Blue. Fair. You can hear it on Jimmy Jimmy, and it just does nothing Fucking for me. Jimmy Jimmy. Fucking it's Jimmy Jimmy. Just right. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy so. Jimmy also has one of her most troubling lines for me, Which where is. she says, "Daddy told me I just needed a good licking." And I, I thought that this song was, like, about, was about, like, like you. See, yeah. I'm from the South, so I never would have thought. But this is Madonna that's interpreting that. it. So it, 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 see, it has. Just because it's Madonna, fair. everything fair. Madonna writes is so sexual that I just, I was like, I, I, I didn't even think of it as, like, a, <laughs> a beating. I totally was like, I'm sorry, your dad told you you I never, never, never lived now? I never would have, I never... <laughs> See, I'm I'm used to Madonna being more like, let's put it frank on the table, like grab your raincoats, it's starting to rain. Yeah, you this, know, is, this is just like the December's episode where like, you don't know if the song's about rape or death or marriage or joy. You know, it's one of those things. I personally think True Blue is is a masterpiece and is at least one of my top four. I just really? see here's why for me. Okay, walk Be- us through it. Uh, because you have Madonna, you yes. have <laughs> Like a Virgin. It could have easily been over after those no, two yeah, albums. absolutely. It could have been over. She had the same look going. The sound kind of evolved. 
Um, but, but it really is like but a it, it, scary it's on Madonna a Part Two. Yeah. It's like I'm taking it further. I'm being a little bit more confident. But it is. It, it's kind of the same album. I can't imagine what it was to be a girl 16 and then true blue drops. She chops that hair off. She has this um, amazing, like, blonde... Very Marilyn-inspired. Very Marilyn-inspired. And this completely new, mature sound. She starts kind of writing, and it has her vocal quality on this one. has this kind of, like, raspiness that's never seen again. And it's like, okay, let's have an opening single about how I am going to be in a very conservative world and keep my baby when my friend Sasha have an abortion. What? Like, I just feel like there are some classics on there. I feel like it's when Madonna actually switched over to her own brand and became a new thing. I have the vinyl at my house and I can... There's some Did cheap... you give it a good licking? Oh, boy, do I. With, with my tongue is the, the needle in the groove. Uh, 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 <laughs> like, granted, there's some cheap-ass 80s-sounding music. Like, right. make the love okay. go around or so whatever it's called. Yeah. Love um, makes the world go round and, like... Fucking Jimmy Jimmy. Even Sorry, Where's Jimmy the Party is, like, a really fun song, but kind it's of a filler. nothing fillery, yeah. like, dance fun track. Yeah. Um, I just... I. I, I guess I hear what you're saying. It has in 1986, aged. but it's it hasn't aged well, and especially when you have the album after that, which is like a prayer. That is such a huger reinvention well, that's that fair. I think, yeah. as maybe as someone who like got into Madonna more recently, True Blue really fits with those first two with me. I feel like I would agree with the, uh, because I agree with this your statement and how, and then like a prayer and how great that was. Yes, because it was on the upslope. Mm -hmm. If we had like a prayer and it's like, this is what you're capable of. And then she gave us erotica. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's going to be like, oh, okay. I feel like, I don't feel like we could have had like a prayer if we didn't have the stepping stone of true blue because also one of my favorites lip to tell like mm -hmm. it's this ballad that's really dramatic and and, and emotional and i just i yeah. think it's i think it's great i, I think it's a great album lip to tell definitely grew on me the first time i heard it it did nothing for me but then listening to it as i did listening to all of the albums like a bunch of times this week i it, yeah it definitely it's it's grown on me but i i think it also falls into um, especially early in her career like this, and and I definitely have problems with some of the vocal takes on Like a Prayer too. But on True Blue and Like a Virgin and Madonna, especially Madonna, she has all of the hallmarks of like textbook bad singer. Like she's really nasal. Her throat is totally tight. She's not supporting, and it just it's like. So it, it's, it, like, as it's, someone I mean, who's so into, like, critiquing vocal technique, it's, it, it cheapens, especially then when you add the bad 80s synths to it, like, 
it, it sort of cheapens the experience. Right. And the one, I think that's the biggest thing about it is the fact that while it was certainly iconic, and there's a lot of people that truly do love it as an emotional piece, again, part of the reason when we do our ranking is we're not talking about necessarily their influence, but how do they stand up today? Because every time I listen to any of these motherfucking albums, when you do these, I'm always amazed and stunned by some of the revelations that I have and like that disappointment yeah, I feel. You always certain change albums. your mind. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So much. And here's the thing. I'm telling you right now. I I I am not I'm not gonna make True Blue's not gonna rank very highly for me. But my counterpoint I want to make out is why would we put True Blue at number twelve and not say American Life? Right. I was I was actually about to say we're clearly not putting True Blue here. Let's move on. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jericho. My pick for <laughs> twelve would guys, be would debate. be Madonna. The self-title. The self-title. Really? Oh, I, I really? Oh! Miguel, what did I tell you? Oh my god. <laughs> Why? 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 Because it just, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, holiday's fun. You know, burning up is fun. Physical attraction, they're fun. But if we want to get into an album that takes you out of it because of cheap 80 cent, it's definitely that one. See, there's... Okay, so I want to talk about this because I feel like there's something about 80 cents that we need to talk about. <laughs> I feel like there's this line where 80 cents go from dated to cheesy. And I feel like Madonna's albums were released during the continuity of, of that course, line. Right. Because when I hear uh, when I hear Madonna the self-titled, it is very dated. When I hear... I mean, the thing is that when they take it... That's exactly... Sorry, finish. Yes. Like, you hear the sense of holiday, and it's just like, okay, this is clearly an 80s song, but that fucking groove is so killer yeah. on that. So that's the difference for me, is that exactly what you just said, and I hadn't thought of it in those terms yeah. before. Madonna sounds dated, True Blue sounds cheesy. Yes, and the thing is, there are moments on True Blue that are just fucking right. killer, that right? Are there are moments on True Blue that are better than anything on Madonna. Because honestly, I thought, but... for the longest time, I thought Open Your Heart was really cheesy, but when I was going through on this list, I'm like, that's a pretty sturdy uh, song, right? Great song. Legit. It's a great like, song. Legit, exactly. No, that's, I mean, that's easily my favorite song yeah. on True Blue. And th so that's, that's the thing for me, is that, like, Especially, like, when she... Because she does the Spanish thing for the first time here on La Isla Bonita, and I just hate it. <laughs> and it's like it's like a fine song, but then when she adds the vocal affectation to it, I can't stand it. What? And so that's... That's... I would... I'm not going to let you put Madonna at 12. Well, here's the other thing, though. <laughs> here's the other, No, no, no. But here's the other thing. <laughs> is that I feel like we're talking about how True Blue, sometimes those scents can be a little bit too cheesy and uh, they're a little bit dated there. And Like a Virgin falls kind of right in the middle, which is around the time because even though vocally she was still kind of in the same state, Madonna, the album, she was very much, I'm a dance singer. And you gotta keep in mind, this is the, came out one year before Cyndi Lauper did. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, you know, and, and when She's Not So Unusual was a huge hit. It was nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. And the thing about when Cyndi Lauper debuted, you need to keep in mind, like, Madonna debuted in 1983, and Cyndi Lauper debuting the year after that was huge because the 80s at that point hadn't really created a wholly, wholly distinct sound for itself. Yeah, because it was kind of a holdover from the Cyndi right. disco. Exactly, because disco end. ended and Michael Jackson took over around 81, 82. And that's when that sound became so mm -hmm. bigger. But 
but there was never truly a female counterpart to that end. And so Madonna, the self-titled album, is very much here I am as a dance singer, and there is personality, but then you hear uh, what Cyndi Lauper did, and side note, Cyndi Lauper, She's So Unusual, four of the ten songs are covers, okay? So that is, it's like hard to even call it like a legitimate album, including uh, like Girls Just Wanna Have Fun, she yeah. rewrote that song, and also does a Prince cover on there, Prince comes up a lot in our podcast, guess why? Uh, and then I feel like almost not as a deliberate counteraction, but the thing I like about Like a Virgin, there are songs that sound kind of cheesy, but when I hear those cheesy-ass little like guitar riffs on Material Girl or whatever, it's like she's I adopting her persona of like, I'm going to be a little bit more girly. Instead of just, I'm dance singer. Now she's just like, right. I'm, a, I'm a girly girl, but can, in my own way. You can even see it on the album covers. Yeah. Self-titled, she's like, I'm like, Formal, cool, glamorous, so, yeah. which is one of I'm my so favorite cool albums. I would agree with right. you. It's, oh, just, yes. it's just her expression, it's like not even her. It's just yeah. so eighties. And but then, I love it. but then, yeah. Post Cindy Lauper, she was like, "Oh, I can do girly pop." Yeah, and that's what like a virgin is, and and yeah, the album covers totally show that. And that's one of the great things but, about like a virgin. The song is that like I'm dressing up like a girl. I'm in this wedding dress, and then I'm not a virgin, a guy. And like we we talk about it now at the time. We talk about things that transcend time. That controversy that was ignited on there truly has transcended yeah, and that, been encapsulated. That MTV yeah. performance, which was an accident. Why? What? She tripped. She didn't mean to do that. She mm -hmm. tripped. And was like, I'm not just gonna fall down on my first performance. I'm gonna do something down here, and that's how the whole like like a virgin. Oh performed. my god! She really? tripped. She tripped that's and was like, amazing. I'm gonna get down here. I'm just gonna go with this. And her, she goes backstage, and her manager's like, Oh, that's a cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're breaking in. Don't worry. They want to steal a Madonna records. Give them a licking. We have it on tape. Yeah. Um, this week in DNA magazine. Um, yeah. um, so. And her manager was like, oh, you're over. But then, like, her record sold everything. Um, but back to, like, the point. Like, the Madonna album, just, I never listened to it. Like, I'll listen to Holiday, uh, and I skip most of them. It's just, Yeah, I don't so know much... Think of Me. You told me what Think of Me sounds like. I can't See, tell you. See, right. I, I love listening to Borderline. Borderline! I think that's yeah. a great song. And yeah. that's, that's one that I actually, like, already had on my iPod. Like, yeah, yeah. Legit. Well, here's the other thing. So I think, I mean, we, uh, side note, and for the record for you guys, like, even though this is an intense discussion, I'm loving this discussion a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So much. Yeah. So my question is there, like, I mean, we're talking about kind of the weaker moments here. So my challenge to you, Jericho, mm -hmm. is that I'm willing to go with Taryn on True Blue for number 12, I'm, unless, yeah. oh, not? No, I mean. After we talked about it? We should talk about American Life before we oh, call Okay, that. gladly. Gladly. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about let's talk about American Life. Uh, uh, so American Life, after mu music and Ray of Light and music are two different things. While Ray of Light, a lot of people argue more innovative, music was a fucking hit. It yeah. was, it was, uh, has some of the most just joyous, immediate pop hits and surprising amounts of depth. Uh, oh yeah, and let me and let me just tell you briefly. This is uh, I was in I was vacationing in Hawaii with my family, and it was my dad, my stepmom, and my grandma. We we're all in the car, and I was had I had this album on CD. I had my little CD player with it, and I'm sitting in the back seat with my grandma, and I heard previously from my parents that she hated Madonna. I uh, guess I'm sure because again she's a much older woman, and I'm sure she's just like oh this little sassy slut. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and so I, I put on the CD and I played. I think it was uh, Gone, one of the last songs on there. Gorgeous. This acoustic song, this really nice song. Yeah, really. Uh, and I and I and she played it. I was just saying, hey, hey, Grandma, what do you think of this? She goes, oh, I think it's I think it's rather nice. It's good. And I just you want to know who it is? Who? Madonna. Oh, oh, 
Oh, she was just so shocked and upset. How dare I even smirch her ears, Not Madonna? <laughs> uh, I was amusing. I was amused. I was a kid. But, uh, but, and that was such a huge thing. And so around the time, 2002, 2003, post-September 11th, uh, shockingly, in pop culture, there was a lot of antagonistic feelings towards the Bush administration, especially following uh, everything that we learned about September 11th and the invasion of Iraq that followed. And a lot of people in the entertainment industry wanted to make a point out of that. The most famous example, of course, from uh, a lot of people had various songs here and there. But some people turn it into art. 2004's uh, American Idiot by Green oh, Day yeah. yep. was the best examination and the best possible iteration of what that art could be. And they reinvented themselves 100% as a band in the process. Mm -hmm. And a year before, Madonna tried to do that. Uh, she had a song called American Life. She had a very controversial music video where she's like in a gold tank and just tossing out grenades. That was and, like, pulled. Uh, it was pulled. So if you look it up on Vivo, the video that's here right now is her singing the song in front of various international flags. I think you can find it now. And, oh, you can probably still find it, but yeah. the, the official video, quote-unquote, right. is her in front of international flags as they go across her... You know, it's like a 12-year-old's like Photoshop project. <laughs> Which I was pissed because oh. you know me back in the day, yeah. I found that video before You're it damn came out. right you did. And You're at, damn right. I thought it was a good video. I didn't understand it at the time, but right. now that I am more political, I was like, man, this is... Who? This is a statement. And a lot of people very accurately pointed out that this is not a great album at the time, especially after the goodwill that came out of music. It Go has ahead. some of her worst lyrics. Mother and Father? Like, in her Hulk. Oh my god, Mother and Father. <laughs> Mother and Father is, like, nominated for worst Madonna song out of her whole discography. And that is a tall glass I mean, of water. She, by this point in her career, she had learned how to use her voice in a whole myriad of different ways, mm -hmm. and you can hear it. And so, for some reason, <laughs> on this one, on the verses, she decided to sing like this, and it's it's terrible. And then, yeah. and then, and then, she does the goddamn rap Half. verses, yeah. which is like ba da ba da 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 da, which is never a. I drive good... a mini Cooper and feeling super duper. Yo, they tell me I'm a trooper and you know I'm satisfied. I know it. Why do I know it? Uh, but I also... got made fun of in high school for. Can rapping you, that can it. you what wait I'm what sorry, wait, wait what what do you know what wait who were you rapping it i may got made fun of in high school because like i didn't know what to say to anybody and a group of people were like can you rap and i was they're like freestyle and i was like okay i drink a soy latte i get a double chate it goes up through my body and you know i'm satisfied i grab my mini cooper and i'm feeling super duper you have to tell me i'm a trooper and you know i'm satisfied how i didn't get like a broom shoved up my ass right then i don't know Hashtag Tennessee. Uh, oh my God! Wow. Um, but yeah, I I I I do agree with that that song. And here's my daddy another. had to go to work. I thought that he was. Such I a used jerk. to think he was a jerk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know it? Um, I always like to tell myself in my mind that that song features Eartha Kitt because that's what it sounds like she goes into when her voice does that high thing at the end. Oh my. I was like, that's Eartha Kitt right there. Anyway, here's the thing. There's like, I could actually take Hollywood. You, if you if you put me on a table of it, I could take it. I wouldn't like it, but I could take Hollywood. Uh, and then there's also the Gemco right on there, uh, Love Profusion, which I think like they a, put out as a single way too late in the game. But that's like a really sturdy it's like ass. A, it's a it's a fine fun yeah, song. Yeah, it's not great though. That's the thing about American Life is while we're talking, it's about aggressively these not other, great. That's we're talking about these other nominations for twelve, and they at least have great songs on them. American Life doesn't have any song on it that makes me go, this is great, this is, like, this is up there with the best 
songs she's ever written. Here's my thing about American Live. And I went up and down with American Live. And, like, here's, here's, here's what I was telling Evan about it eons ago. <laughs> that it just, it's not a commercial album, and it came out at the wrong time. It just, it was not something America was ready for. No, it was it was political. It actually wasn't, though. It was political in a time where it was just like, we are just not ready to hear this right now. Mm-hmm. For me, I really like the album. It is definitely one that I'll just throw on. Uh, I uh, Two years ago, I went on a road trip to Madison, Wisconsin. And Mikey and I just kind of like threw on the entire album and listened to it and really enjoyed it. It's not commercial. It never had a shot at selling well. It didn't sound like where music was going at the time. Right. Which but it, if you listen to her on that Matt Lauer, like, three-day interview <laughs> when this album came out, it was kind of like, I know this isn't going to sell well, but this is the sound and this is the music I want to make right now. It's a very indie, bare bones. Yeah, it's very acoustic. Very acoustic. But, um no, her okay, voice isn't that well. That's the um, other problem with it for me is that you can't. I don't. You can't say it's very acoustic and then include songs like "Die Another Day" and "Ecstatic Process." Like, "Ecstatic Process" was completely acoustic. And then, no, I'm thinking of the wrong nobody thing knows then. me. It was the real. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about it. What I like about it is for a Madonna album, it's very. It's very. Here's my reflection on life right now. I'm getting out of America. I'm going to go live in England. I can't deal with this right now. Mm -hmm. I've done the Hollywood thing. I decided to play the game. And she says, like, this bird has flown. Like, I'm getting out of there. Um, You know, and just talking about, like, the becoming a mom and, like, how things are changing for her. I I agree. Like, it's not an album for everybody. But for me, like, it's one of my top favorites. I just, I just love it. There's some horrible ports, parts in it. And like some ports, Mother, some Father. horrible ports. It doesn't ship <laughs> no, It's not just, a good export. Whoo! Yeah. Uh, Mother, Father, not great. Die Another Day definitely was thrown in there just because it needed to be on an album to sell more. Honestly, American Life, it, it just sounds cheap. It sounds yeah. really cheap. But Intervention, I love Intervention. I love all good, yeah. the vocal things. It's just like, it's again to where it's like, okay, I'm Madonna. I'm not a great singer. Let me try all these vocal things overlapping each other and everything in ecstatic processing with an acoustic guitar that I learned how to do. Okay. And I thought it was pulled off very this, well. Which was the song on here that had the the like vocal swell at the end with the chorus? Was that ecstatic process? No. Well, what do you mean vocal swell at the end? Like she brings in a gospel chorus. Oh, um, nothing fails. Oh, yeah. Which I think That's is on, a yeah. Great no, I like nothing song. fails a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. and I don't know why because she released it as a song too, and I was like. I don't know why this isn't doing well, but if you look at the other music in this time, it just, it didn't fit in. It didn't have a shot of doing well. Okay. Now, I feel like the biggest dummy in the world. Here we are. We are just having amazing substantive debates about what should go at number 12 out of 14. And somehow throughout all of this, I haven't mentioned I'm Breathless. Oh, I haven't. Why? Why have I not? I'd be fine with it going in 12. Okay. I'm Breathless? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I'm going bananas. And like, well, okay. Panky no. panky. Here's we gotta like, give up. We gotta give up 
a, like an umbrella for those of the because if anybody out there half of you probably haven't listened to I'm Breathless it's all written in the like cabaret style yeah um, and it works it's like a big sometimes. band right except but there's some there's some duds on there yeah. Yeah. no 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 <laughs> when they say some duds that's you're understating it uh, and here's the thing about it is that it, she does the big band thing she tries it and it, which is an amazing great style for her to try out but she then mixes it with modern production so there's these very of the era late 80s early 90s synth pads yeah. mixing with this big band stuff mm-hmm. on yeah. there and it creates this weird kind of like Again, it doesn't that, feel right. Right. It's that dated, cheesy, like, borderline that it's just kind of borderline, that it's just kind of wandering through constantly. And it's terrible that it is that way, especially with the fucking Mandy Patinkin duet. But the thing about it is that not just because it has Vogue, listen to Madonna's vocals on it. I will tell you right now, I'm Breathless is not a great album. I'm telling you in all likelihood it's going to go in our number 12 spot. But what Madonna does with her voice on this yeah. album, mm-hmm. even though the songs aren't good... She's trying characters. Characters. She's trying different, like, inflections and tones and, like... And I will know, I think probably even just from working with Mandy Patinkin and Stephen Sondheim, who wrote three of the songs on here, there's a huge difference in, I mentioned earlier, her vocal quality. There's a huge difference during and then after this album. Mm -hmm. Like, she... I'm sure while recording this album, Stephen Sondheim was like, you may not sing this song like that. And like taught her how to produce a better sound. And so and it, it really, it's, <laughs> well, it's really think, important. But she told Andrew Lloyd Webber to rewrite the music to fit her voice. And he said, no, fuck you, bitch. Learn how to sing it. I think that's and a direct there quote. there we go, Evita. Are you, saying that she, are you saying that she was being a bit of a crybaby? Well, it's even, it's even more obvious after Evita, though. Because mm-hmm. she like clearly took vocal lessons. That's why Ray of Light is so amazing because it's her at her vocal best. Yeah. Yeah. Do the yoga for two years. Pray to Kabbalah Monster. It'll all work out in the end. We should all be singing with a red band. All right, cool. So guys, let's just go ahead. Let's lock in I'm Breathless down at number 12. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, lock it in. Go ahead. Do the thing. Before we move on from it, though, I I just want to I have to talk about. So, Vogue was written to be a B-side for I think Cherish, like one of the last singles that, that she was that. that she was putting out from, from like, a, like prayer. a prayer. She they the record label wanted a B-side, so she wrote Vogue and then showed it to the record label and they were like this is not a fucking B-side. This has to be its own single. Let's put it on the I'm Breathless soundtrack. But like at so, the fucking end. So well, because it doesn't fit stylistically at all. At all. At all. At all with the album. And so what they did to try and make it seem less like a big red sore spot on this album was they did the Now I'm Following You Part 2 remix version of this cute little duet that she sang with Warren Beatty in the movie. And it's it, it definitely it takes the big band sound and then it adds all of the like 90s like dance music exactly the boots and cats and the the synths and it also has a hilarious line uh towards the end of the part two where she's like dick tracy what kind of a name is dick and then and then yeah exactly my bottom's hurting just thinking about it that 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 line Uh, my favorite the i didn't even catch that the first time because i was just so mad the song existed at all 
And then the second time I listened to it, I was like, did they just sample her saying the word dick in the melody of this song? Yes. Yes, they did. I can't. Yes, and so it's just, it's just like the worst, the grossest ham-fisted attempt to make Vogue not seem like a terrible fit on this album. And it doesn't work at all. In fact, it makes it even worse as an album. So yes, definitely I'm Breathless, number 12. Number 12. Yeah, there we go. Can, Fantastic. We can move on now. All right. Yeah, speaking of now, now that we have that, though, what do we fucking move on to? I mean, are we on the death pass for True Blue? And you got to keep in mind, Jericho, if some babies die along the way, I got my babies. They might die along the oh, way. Oh, that's you know. I, I have my list, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go over that in the Happy Hour mini so that follows this. So I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'm. I just think it was so influential. It's a change. Mm -hmm. It it brought about Madonna the reinventor because before that we didn't see Madonna as I'm gonna be a person. You know what? I'm gonna be that female that reinvents herself, and I'm still gonna fucking be here. I think True Blue deserves a lot more credit than we're giving it. That's just, that. That's my last plea. Okay, <laughs> I I I will let I'll it go that. higher on the list if you can make a good argument for something else going at number 11. Number 11. Besides Madonna. Besides self-titled. And if it's American? Oh, um, Or maybe like, you know, bedtime uh, stories. You know, I would have said yes two days ago to that. But then I had a conversation. Stories. A conversation with someone and then I was just like, hmm, I like this better. Okay, so let's, before we talk about bedtime stories, if we're going to talk about bedtime stories, uh, we need to talk about... That three-letter word, everyone loves it. It's called sex. I'm not sure if you guys have tried it. It's pretty great. <laughs> but here's the thing about sex is that it's actually not an act. It's a book. I was referring to the book the entire time. <laughs> a a coffee table it's book, It's a coffee table book that Madonna put out and about sex. You've got to keep in mind, following uh, Like a Prayer, following all the things she did with Like a Virgin, clearly Madonna has a very good idea of what it takes to get media attention. Mm -hmm. And she also determined that sex is a great way to do it. But not just... Like sex, but like actually, like sex. right down there, and like give the people what they want, and there will be those haters. There will be the decency police. They always are. We're recording this in 2016. It still exists to this day. Republican Party adopted pornography as a national health crisis as part of their platform for their nominee. It's a thing that happens. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that like she knew that, and when she put out a coffee table book of her with various other people, including Vanilla Ice and Naomi Campbell, and Naomi Campbell in this book of photos of them engaged in various acts and a lot of nudity. Uh, there was a soundtrack to go with it. I'm not saying erotica is the soundtrack to sex, but it was Might very as well clearly... Be. <laughs> yeah. No, the book came with a promo CD that had an early version of the song Erotica on it called Erotic at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was definitely the soundtrack to the book. I don't think that's really even questionable. Right. Like, they go hand in hand. Exactly. And so, also, but there's a thing. Erotica should have been... A fucking barnstormer of a motherfucking chart-topping hit. Because it actually has some really great shit on it. But it, it also has some bad stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, tonally, it's one of those things where, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, too. You know, it's, you know, whenever you go to a strip club, people like talking about going to strip clubs. You know what's great about strip clubs? Not the boobies or the penis or, you know, any other thing that you could find. The, the naked build. parakeets. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's not nudity is sexy. It's the hint of nudity that's sexy. It's always the tease of nudity, the promise mm -hmm. of nudity. 
that's always fascinating and just beguiling. And that's why when we talked about, and we had a discussion with our dear friend and guest on the very first podcast, Nick Shota, about it, uh, about Janet Jackson, uh, here's someone who also, in that same vein, is someone who goes explicitly pornographic, including the time... Oh, my God. Okay, real briefly, we need to talk about the time that I w- we, I had uh, All For You, the album, the one that came out around 2002, and I, we're in the CD, I put it in the, it turns on the car, we have it in the CD player, and eventually it gets over to the point where... Uh, we are uh, just kind of like listening to it. I have to run into a bank or something, and then uh, the CD's still going on. Taryn's listening to whatever this track is on All For You. And, and then, and then, so it's like this, it's, it's a, you know, it's a slow jam, classic 2002 Janet Jackson. It, it has very explicit lyrics. It's and like to the point where I'm like, oh my God. And then, and then at the end of the song, the record scratches. And she's like, oh, the song's over. I didn't even come. Did you? And it's like, what the fuck? Are you actually putting that? What song was that? I, d- I don't remember. Oh, I don't but it's, it, yeah. it, she put it, she included that it's at the It's probably Would You Mind. <laughs> and she includes it at the So it's not even like, you can't even use that song to have sex to like you can't even use it for what it's clearly intended purposes because she fucking ruins it at the end in me. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's well and the thing is i talk about that because madonna ran into that a little bit too she, right some of her songs are porn yeah and and just and, but, just to the point of being tacky right yeah, to exactly. where it's just like this isn't even good. Oh, and right. the fucking Fever remake, the track two. Oh my god, that's oh, so unnecessary. I kind of no. like no. that okay. dance, dance no. in the no. background. <laughs> no, I'm no. not saying I'm, she should have won an Oscar for it. The original <laughs> song is a good song. Much like her awful cover of American Pie, she takes these classics and she just puts them into the cheesiest, terrible dance synth, like packages and tries to present them to the world and it's like no madonna stop there's 14 songs on this album you could have cut fever and it still would have been long enough yeah and that would have been okay that one definitely needed to be shaved down right because there are some <laughs> gems on there yeah no 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 you're absolutely like, correct rain is brilliant oh, we were talking about gosh. this oh my god yeah. yes rain is just puts me in a good place it's not even like great it's like, lyrically but the vibe that emanates just, out of that just yeah, this glow it's just so glow. incredibly pleasant Whoa. and i love that the verse or not the verse the bridge is a, a different poem in each ear. Yeah, and it's, it's, I, over, I think it's, it's stylistically and it totally great. Works. Yeah. They've got some harmonies, thanks to the wonderful Rain. background singers Donna Delore and the, the other girl. Oh, yeah. Um, the I love girl. the other girl. She <laughs> went on to have such a career. She was, God, name escapes me. Um, <laughs> just, just great. And then deeper and deeper, being oh, like a yeah. repressed gay man that finally like, yeah. like discovers and himself. And in that same vein to a lesser degree, but still a secret garden, too. Secret Garden, like mm-hmm. I, I, res- I respect it, but I, I never want to listen to it. Secret Garden doesn't. Do and then, things. and then I made my boyfriend listen to this album just so he could like help me decipher. And I get a text in the middle of the day that is literally, "What the fuck is where life begins? We don't need that many metaphors about someone eating your pussy. <laughs> like, I'll never eat Colonel Sanders again because y'all better not go and listen to this song. Let me tell you what it is. Right. She Keep goes. You know what Colonel says, finger licking good. I was like, great, now it's juicy pussy. Thank you, Madonna. I don't need to hear this. And then the lyrics, 
put, get, I think, get a raincoat because it's about to rain. And it's just like, what? Yeah, no, it's 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 really over the top. I, I can't, I, I, I've listened to it too many times this week and I every time I just like grow to loathe it even more. Which is terrible because there's some different material on there. And it's not even there. like I'm not I'm we're not sexually repressed people. We're totally fine with songs about eating pussy, but you took it too far. Like like I just need a hint. I'm just saying that Yeezy loves my pussy best. That's what you guys need to know <laughs> and understand. <laughs> we'll but get ben, but I, we ben, will get I to Holy Water. I don't know why I like that. But <laughs> bedtime stories. It's, it's awful, right, it's, it's so great. bad but it's so good. But From anyway. 94 was almost like a, a deliberate counter reaction to it. It was a course it. correction. It was because she hired Babyface to write her take a bow because she's like who has hits right now? Babyface is writing hits. He should write me a hit. And it worked. It's her longest running number one. And Take it's such seven weeks. a garbage, terrible... It, it is, is, it is it the is. epitome... No, he's right. It is the epitome of bad 90s balladry. And it's huge. Bad 90s balladry is still... Ha- holds the records for longest running number ones, Boys highest selling charts... Like Mariah Carey. Mariah, exactly. Yeah. And Madonna g- hopped like on that, that bag. <laughs> oh my God. It's, no, it's trash. It's and, garbage. But then at the same time, this is the same album where she also is like, hey, I've heard this new Bjork person's interesting. Let's have her right. Yeah. And it's such it, a Bjork song. It is. Mikey knows Bjork inside and out and B-sides and live editions. Saw her in concert four times. Like, it's weird how much she's even trying to sound like Bjork trying to speak English. <laughs> In the song. <laughs> like, today right. is the last day. It's like, well, yeah. I'm sure... You're from Detroit. Uh, you know how to fucking say this I'm words. sure that she had, much in the way that Rihanna's latest song literally sounds like Sia, like she might as well not be singing it. Sledgehammer I'm sure, the Star Trek Beyond soundtrack. I am sure that um, she had Bjork's vocals on a demo and learned to sing the song hearing Bjork and mm-hmm. so she and so that's gonna bring out even if she wouldn't normally sing it like that yeah if all she had was lyrics and music because she heard it she's gonna say it with those very specific little affectations even the way that she says let's get unconscious honey yeah like the way that she halting yeah like, yeah and the way honey is like yeah. I, I don't know. It's you're totally right. There. I've been meaning yeah. to ask a question, Jericho. You've listened to Erotica recently, right? Yeah. So you listened to it. Mm-hmm. Did you do it? D- what? Did you do it? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I did it. Even, like, <laughs> why? Oh yeah. Okay. Speaking of songs why? that should have been cut from the album, it's literally it's and it and it was cut. It was cut on the CD release because um, it's literally the other song. It, well, it's literally the beat of waiting with bad rapping. Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah, you know I did, I did it. Yeah. You know I did it. I put the seat drop and I hit it. It was just like. <laughs> and that's... then I had to pull out because I thought I split it. Yeah. Like. What? <laughs> yeah. No, it's. And I like waiting. Yeah. I like that waiting's yeah. almost like this teaser of trip hop with this kind of like spoken word poetry on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Because erotica has like that element to it. That's like, it's, well, I think this is cool. It's totally not radio ready. Right, and then she well, later perfected that on Justify My Love. No, yeah. no, no. Justify, Justify was first. Right, yeah. That's so. That's the thing about this album is that so because Justify My Love was a huge, was a huge hit. And it's clearly like 
she was like, oh, wait, that worked? Justified 2.0. Yeah, because listen, <laughs> okay, that, listen I can justify my love. Justify and my that's love exactly what this is. Is not a hit song. I mean, the thing is that, like, you listen to it, it's this very sparse synth beat, drum With, beats, and, and her talking. spoken word. Right, almost completely. And yet that music video of her walking around an S&M convention in a hotel room, basically, uh, like, the, the people that were, got it buzzing, and Ain't that song went number one. That's yeah. what I think what, yeah. It That's was what just I'm something saying. that you didn't hear, though. You didn't hear right. people doing, like, Spoken well, I remember. Word, I think it was like, like MTV actually, because Madonna still was controversy queen, and so MTV finally relented after seeing the video and being like, "No, we're banning." Uh, this. They actually was like, "Okay, we'll show it after 10 p.m. after mm-hmm. Watershed and most, uh, you know, this, you know, when it's time for the creepies to be out and you know, kids with boners." <laughs> but uh, they uh, then finally the people got to see that video and they got to see what the hubbub was about. And when you release a video album like on VHS, which Madonna has done quite a few of, uh, all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, let's see this video." You know, it's that it's again that hint, that tease. Because mm-hmm. just by my love isn't horrendously explicit compared to today's standards. Yeah, yeah, and even right, compared totally. to erotica, even compared to erotica, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, but that's, I mean, erotica would not have happened if Justify My Love had not been a hit. Okay, I think I can say that with pr- pretty confidence. What makes what makes erotica lower than bedtime stories for me mm-hmm. is it's such a slap in the face to give us deeper and deeper rain waiting why is it so hard you know where we're, we're gonna talk about right. like fighting each other and trying to come together and then give us where life begins did you do it and just like in the and bad girl just like if we want to talk about bad vocals I mean, good for you for bringing Christopher Walken in to be your guardian angel or whatever in the right. video, but it wasn't enough to save it. I like just the like, songs. Oh, this is where this could have been. Why You're is right. the album 14 songs, and why did this, like, da-da-da-da-da? So that's what kind of, like, just, mm, See, me. yeah, but I, I, I have them switched for me because just, because... Erotica actually, like you said, it it does some really fun things. Mm-hmm. And the first time I listened to it, I was just like, "This album is crap." And I was glad that I was able to discover the, the good, songs. the good, the yeah. the positives of it. But then with bedtime stories, I mean, like survival and secret are are like pretty good songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe potentially. Yeah. I, I but, really like secret. Oh, yeah. and I actually I really like human nature. Which is a yes. huge because I love that because bedtime stories is clearly it's like there's no question that it's course correction. It is oh, yeah. I need to be commercial after what I did with erotica, and and in fact I read a quote from her from this era where she literally said in an interview, "I'm being good, I promise." Like that's what she was saying to promote. Which this is album. that's what's yeah. great about human nature is, is again exactly. she's doing this course correction, but she's saying she's like. like I still don't apologize like, for that. Fuck you guys like, for hating on that because right. it was great and it was it was like true to me. It was it was my art, um, and that's and, and also it's just there's, a fun song. There's a radio version that just get, continues with the and I'm not sorry with the ba- uh, with the like I'm harmonizing and everything in the background. But I love listening to the parental advisory version that says like I'm not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like you know what? If you I don't find this offensive. If you want to, in your white Christian suburban town, be offended by something that isn't missionary position, you and the Amish community deal with it. And it's not my... Guys, guys, wait, hold on one second, one second. Guys, I see it right now. 
there is a giant evil terrifying pink unicorn and an evil pink knight on it it is the gay headhunter guys the gay headhunter has arrived and he's demanding that we name the next two spots on the list for a weirdly specific reason so just real quick if we had our druthers if we didn't have madonna what would you put that was on our number the 11 worst transition i've ever heard there is a reason Oh, um... Because now that we've gotten into it a little bit... Yeah. Both I mean, of those are always tied for me, but I think they totally. deserve to be higher than 11, so I'm going to say Rebel Heart. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're, that's not going to happen. I'm Sorry. telling you right now. <laughs> Sorry, no. Taryn, Taryn what do you... Uh, stick a, put a pin in there. I'm still sticking with True Blue. I think True Blue should should be going here i it's either true blue or bedtime stories all right you know what i'm you know just because we're you know we're at that point now we're gonna go ahead let's lock it in true blue is now gonna go down and listen we, we're gonna hear Jericho about the happy hour mini so afterwards yeah don't please please don't <laughs> after all the things right there but mm. i mean but it just and after that then you would you would say bedtime, bedtime stories do you still think rebel heart would be the lower end of the spectrum on here well what bothers me about rebel heart um, because with erotica and with bedtime stories, there's still like a togetherness. Mm -hmm. there's, a, yes. there's a beginning, there's an end, there's a fluidness. And that has stopped with Madonna after Confessions on a Dance Floor. The albums after that all have this split between them. There's the, oh, there's this producer songs and there's this producer songs, but they don't feel complete. But sometimes they correlate in an interesting way. Because, like, music is kind of all over the place, but music still feels like a statement of sorts. You See, know, like. Music kind of works, though, because it's like Diet Ray of Light pre. American Live because we have that's when she started to learn how to play the guitar and we're getting some acoustics yeah. in there um, but it's it's not like full on like I hate George Bush patent um, <laughs> um, but what Rebel what Rebel Heart burns me with and the way it burned me with hard candy the hip hop thing doesn't work for her she does not use that vernacular she doesn't use the whole like she using she's using this hip hop African American g grounded slang that a bitch doesn't use, and but, it just sounds bitch, awkward bitch on her. Like, <laughs> okay, see, yeah, the thing is, like, I got like, my freak on. You don't say that, so it sounds wrong on you. And the other, other like the song "Sex" is just mm, come on. Well, yeah. So, so there's that's this, a bonus track. Oh, yeah. I forget that they had the deluxe edition uh, and the super deluxe edition. Yeah, because um, I got the super deluxe. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. But see, the like thing is, for me, I don't are. know if I don't know if I am just like I like it better because it's a uh, modern production. I mean, there are, there are some bad songs on Rebel Heart for sure, but like the highs on Rebel Heart. Like, these are songs that I listened the fuck out of. Oh, yeah. Like, Agreed. Living for Love Ugh. is honest. Like, I'm I'm still that, mad that was not a hit single. I thousand percent Well, agree. she fucked herself over. Why? Because of what happened is the leak happened. Oh! So she released those four songs yeah. is just when you're pre-ordering the album. So that didn't count towards sales for that specific song. Which right. is, that's why people were doing it. Because Living for Love is, that is such a Madonna song. I woke up at three in the morning, guys, because I felt it. 
and I just was curious and I was just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check and then she had released that and I remember just sitting there and just complete awe because we had had two albums where four minutes was fine yeah you know, give me all your loving was trash I was given up hope that there was this enrooted like amazing Madonna hit and living for love was just like she still got it that's yeah. an amazing well, I, song. I thousand percent also, agree that's I mean wasn't bitch I'm Madonna also in that pre-order no, yes. or yeah. was it? No, it was. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it, it, was. It, it suffered from the same thing. And also, I i mean, okay, full disclosure, I fucking love Bitch, I'm Madonna. Oh, I love I it. I think it's an love amazing it. song. I'm also a huge Diplo fan. I also think that Nikki is on top form on that track. I love her verse. It suffers from the leak because it isn't finished. It is... You can tell that Madonna Had to rushed rush. to master it before she put it out. The levels are really off. And you can hear that across this album. So it does, it definitely suffers from that. But it's, it's important to mention that there's a reason for that. But my favorite song on Rebel Heart is going to surprise some people. It's actually Body Shop. I love, I love Body Shop. Any DeFranco-esque acoustic number. Well, There's I love it that it's that. Yeah. It sounds kind of indie-y, but I just honestly the love the, the metaphors. I also like, love that she brings back her Indian influence. Like, mm -hmm. that song that makes best full night use well. of the tabla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, like, the, the like... The very classic, the, the like feel, traditional Indian vocals like, in the background. It doesn't feel like tourism, though. It feels no, totally integrated. It feels and totally like yeah. she was like, I want to do this right. Yeah. And I, I love that song. And so that's that's why I would, Rebel Heart is going to be in the bottom half, for sure. But it it's has. It's definitely the best album in the past, like. Decade. Decade. Her, it's, it's, okay, it's the her best. best album in the past decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I it's to definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> definitely. The best late stage Madonna album. Yeah. Yes. And so. Well, it's because she put everything she flipping had into it when she didn't. With and it MDNA. totally yeah. pays off. Yeah. Like even even like things that are maybe a little weaker. Holy water. Like, well, okay. So holy water. Holy water. I hate. Let's, I love it. Let's talk <laughs> about holy water because it does include the line "Yeezy loves my pussy best." And bitch get off and, my pole. And bitch get bitch off my get pole. Off my pow. And it's so trashy. And it's so good. It's so cool. That beat so, just gets it me. It gets me. And I and I just like it's 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 terrible, but I love it. Um, as I'm gonna say a bunch of times across this podcast. But I also think iconic is is pretty Not fun. for and I love Chance the Rapper and him and Mike Tyson are on it, but her verse, her self-referencing verse. Yeah. verse about her own career is actually pretty great. Actually, I think that's on Benny Vidi Vici. I'm so sorry you're thinking about the right thing. Right, I do love her verse on that one. I was getting them mixed up. But I also want to talk about her verse on Benny Vidi Vici because the fact that she's, she references herself sometimes really cheekily and really stupidly, and weirdly enough on that song, it feels that way. Right, like, I think at three different points in her career, she uses lines from Vogue. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. like, thrown in there mm -hmm. towards the end. Deeper, and you're deeper. like, oh, mm -hmm. come on. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't... Those were the parts of the album that I didn't care for because, like, Iconic is fine, and Bitty Bitty Vici, or whatever it's called, is fine, but I just... It doesn't fit for her, for me. So, like... Here's... Okay, here's my... Are you saying that she's not Iconic? She is. She definitely is. I don't know. I needed, name a single Madonna song. I needed the chorus... To go up instead of this down. 
Like it builds up and then it goes iconic. Dun, 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 dun. Like it has this down when I needed it to go up. Also Illuminati. Uh, that weighs it down. Uh, mm-hmm. But briefly. Both of those crazy songs sound idea. Crazy idea. Number 10. Number 10. Yeah, Num- sorry. And here's my crazy idea. Number 10. Erotica. I, I, will, go, I will go with 10 erotica. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm fine with that. Okay, and listen, guys, I don't know if you know this. This entire time, the gay headhunter has been breathing down my neck. We've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes by our thing. We're we going to do something down. we have we never done before in Chartographer's history. That was the end of part one just now because guys listen we are down to about we are 10 albums in we have nine to and go we've talked about a bunch we've talked already. about a bunch there's still a lot more to go so all i can say is that right now for those recapping because i don't want to recap it in part two number 14 is hard candy number 13 is mdna number 12 is i'm breathless number 11 is true blue number 10 is erotica and for the rest part two's coming right up so please <laughs> keep on listening in the and meantime up, we mean Next week, unless you're listening to this later, and it's right after. And then, actually, if you're on SoundCloud, you already listened to it. But, <laughs> but more importantly, though, before we get to part two, I do want to say thank you, Jericho, for being here for Always. part one. I appreciate it. We won't recast you in part two. I promise. Taryn, thank you so much. This is it's actually been. I love this discussion, yeah. and we're gonna keep having it. Deep. So in the meantime, bitches, get off our poles. We're going to see you in part two. Keep listening because you know that we'll be Chartographer. See you in a bit. Yes, queen. Butch queen. Butch queen. All right, cool. Fantastic.